Welcome to the Gold Factor Summon Your Greatness podcast. In this final episode of season one, my friend Megan is going to be joining us to ask questions about the Crooked Path to a Charm Life book release um, that was done in the first 22 episodes of the podcast. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes yet, it's okay. Um, it's full of useful information about spiritual growth and the experiences that were covered in the book. But before we dive in, just make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it with your circle of growth-minded, heart-centered friends that are committed to living at their highest level. All right, let's get into the episode. All right, Miss Megan, I'm going to let you ask questions. This is going to okay. be fun. Oh my gosh. I, I am so excited about this. Um, I read this right after it first come out, came out and then I flipped through it again about a year ago and I dove back into it again recently. And well, this is the result. Oh my gosh. Um, I tapped like every single chapter and I have all these questions and I'm excited. So, um, I'm just going to kind of jump in. I know it's, I know it's kind of funny, but right there in the preface, you talked about how these intuitive gifts are a blessing, but they don't come without difficulty. And you had a little bit of reticence or reluctance about writing the book. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's funny, a little bit of difficulty. No, I had a huge amount of resistance, <laughs> right? I mean, because mm -hmm. religious beliefs and the way that I was brought up and, and back, I mean, I was born in 66. So it's not like these things were accepted. It was seen as evil and satanic and demonic. And I was told by the church, like, you're not kind of demons. So um, not only just from the aspect of stepping into my gifts and then sharing it with the entire world and all of my stories, I mean, not I shouldn't say that, not all of them, but the ones that are important and pivotal that I think can help people are included in this book. And they aren't things that I'm proud of. There are stories I shared in the book that I'm not proud of it. It, it, mm -hmm. with massive vulnerability with an audience of people. I don't know who's listening or reading, mm -hmm. you know, and, and for someone who lived in survival mode for the first half of her life, feeling like I need to be on guard all the time. It's, uh, and, and be in control to release these things. Of course, there's, there's a, a long process. It took me five years to write the book and release it because of that. And, and I wanted to also get my daughter to the point where she was an adult and she had a voice in whether or not that, that story went out. I mean, spirit bugged me to write the book, write the book, write the book. So I was writing the book. I wasn't in a hurry to publish the book. <laughs> <laughs> Here, everybody, let's look under the rock and look at all the creepy crawlies and let's be vulnerable and show everything. Yeah. It wasn't until For Rob's sure. death that I finally felt like, wow, now it's time to wrap up the book and publish it. Yeah. It wasn't until that, that was the natural conclusion of sort of the circle of everything. So yeah, I was very hesitant as, as I think anyone that, that shares their personal story. I mean, I, it's all the stuff. It's my spiritual gifts. It's, it's my belief systems. It's my family. Mm -hmm. It's my, it's everything. You know, it's real, it's raw, and it's out there. And it's like, okay, well, and the overriding, I think, decision factor of releasing it, A, was the push from spirit. And just knowing if I had read a book like that when I was in it, 
Mm. How much faster I would have been able to get through it. Absolutely. I mean, I know one of the first things I told you was, I wanted this book 10 years ago. Where has this book been? Um, And even now, just reading it again, you peel back layers and you find new nuggets of information that just resonate so deeply and help you to feel not so alone because you're right. um, These gifts touch every single facet of our lives. It's not just like, oh, here's me and my spirituality. It's, hey, I'm basically walking through two worlds 24 seven and I wanna be able to be a functional member of society, mother, friend, partner, employee. And how do I do that without losing my mind? You actually have a beautiful quote about that. Um, Let me see if I can find it. It's in chapter 14, you say, as I engaged more and made time to commune with my spirit realm, My gifts began to grow. I began to question the validity less and accept the guidance more. Doing so allowed me to communicate with those who crossed over, guides, and angels daily. Life was changing again as I learned how to walk between worlds without losing my sanity. Oh, man. Yeah, because I felt like I literally for so long felt like I was always on the, the edge of being institutionalized. And years Mm -hmm. ago, if you think about this back in the 50s and sometimes even 60s, I would have been institutionalized. Oh yeah. Had I shared what was going on, I would have been put in a loony. I mean, many women were. It's that if you think back in those days, the 30s, 40s, 50s, that's when that realm of witch burning happened. Mm -hmm. Let's call it crazy and just- Hysteria, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I have to say, uh, why did you choose to start the book out with the crazy paranormal stuff going down in Eastern Washington? I mean, I just have to paint the scene. You're, you're moving to this small, tiny town. Your husband at the time is working on a farm. You have this tiny little baby. You don't know anybody you're trying to get plugged into the spiritual community there. Um, But we went to to church. church. Right, right. And at the same time, that is juxtaposed with this weird, heavy, icky darkness. Like, how did you reconcile those things? Did you even know what was going on at first? I mean, at first, you know, when when you're in it, you just think I'll help like the gates of hell open. That's literally what I thought was happening is we just moved into this vortex where the gates of hell are open daily. Um, and I didn't know then what I know now, obviously. I was like mm-hmm. 20, 26 years old. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. Um, I know now that that was my initiation, right? That mm-hmm. was my spiritual initiation. It was my spiritual initiation to spiritual warfare, to understanding how to operate with these gifts, you know, and no longer have to hide them. I still hid them all the time. I mean, it's not like I openly, and and me and my ex, it's not like we talked about that stuff. He was super religious. Mm -hmm. So I think because I was so very focused on spirituality at the time, and mind you, it was coming from more of a religious place, Mm -hmm. but because we were there in the church and he was very much a part of the church of God and assembly of God and all of that stuff. 
And mm -hmm. it, it's not stuff I'd been exposed to that extreme before. Um, to the point where, you know, women aren't supposed to cut their hair, wear makeup, shave their legs, blah, 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 blah. Like the craziness. Um, because it was so different from what I was used to, I questioned all of it. And I had the time because I was a stay-at-home mom. I had the time to actually take my questions and go find answers to them, whether it was through journaling, through meditation, through studying the Bible and other texts. And it allowed me to develop that relationship. I mean, the develop the relationship with Jesus Christ, that was perfectly fine, right? Mm -hmm. That was expected. What they didn't expect was that I was going to take that into it away from the dogma. And that's where, right. you know, as far as the religion was concerned, I did the wrong thing. But in all reality, I did exactly the right thing. And it was the mm -hmm. most magical time, um, scary time too. But I chose to open the book with it because that was my initiation. That was the beginning point of opening this whole thing of, and hey, we have a job for you. And hey, <laughs> here's the vision. Right? Mm -hmm. That's where it started. And so it's like, it has to start here because that's when it all started. Before then, I was living my life like everybody else. Shut down intuitively. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. just trying to make a living, have a happy marriage, go dancing, do all the things, right? Because before mm -hmm. we moved to Washington, we were living in California and, and you know, we were living like everybody else. I was showing horses. I was doing all the things, making money, partying, having fun. And for whatever reason, after we had my daughter, Brindy, like all of a sudden he wanted to clean up his act and then I was supposed to follow. And then we moved to this town that just so happens to be wrapped in you know conservative christianity and whatnot so i mean it i don't know that it could have played out any differently such a strange and so out of my norm right you know, california girl so really you're gonna stick me in this crazy small town of witch hunters <laughs> oh my gosh but you got through it not only did you get through it um I mean, your life was literally saved on more than one occasion. I think about the car just, oh, you have to read the book. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> but the way you were just so richly blessed, I mean, with food just miraculously appearing for your whole family in just the most divinely orchestrated were, ways. Like there were Incredible. no manifesting books back then, right? Like mm -hmm. there, there is no law of attraction stuff. There is, I did study some stuff on quantum physics and whatnot, but back then it wasn't the focus. The focus was just develop that relationship, you know, with spirit and, and walk with the Holy spirit and walk with the angels. And, and it's okay now, but I had a battle going on internally because mm -hmm. I was hiding the fact that I'd seen all these things, heard all these things my entire life. And I can't right. talk about it. Right now mm -hmm. I'm hearing the voice and it's gotten even louder. And now they're telling me to do things like go to the elders of the church and deliver this message. I'm like, excuse me. Oh, I love that story. I am not going to spoil it because it's one of my very favorite in the whole entire book. But that story alone is worth reading the book. It is wonderful. You Someone so messaged me. Brave. Someone messaged <laughs> me the other day and they, they said, well, I, you know, I've studied this and that and, and metaphysics, meditation, yoga. You know, where in any of the stuff that you teach is Jesus Christ. I'm like, personally, I have a great relationship with Jesus Christ. It's in the forefront. Thank you very much. But I also have a relationship with the energy of Buddha. 
And I also have a relationship with just the energy of the universe. So I'm not into the dogma. And he was saying, I studied all of that. And yet I have no inner peace. And I'm like, then you didn't study the right stuff or enough. You know, and I'm not religious. I am, I am so, you know me, I'm so not religious, but there are truths and spiritual lessons that can be gleaned from the Bible. And I've studied the Bible front and back for three years, but I've also studied the Kabbalah and I've also studied Buddhism and I've also studied all the other religions because I was on that search of what's the right one. What's the number one. There has to be one that's, and none of them are a hundred percent accurate. None of and them. what's yeah what's the ultimate answer and how do I find it and I was reading over uh, the section where through tragic circumstances you ended up being introduced to Grant who became just a wonderful friend and you guys got into some energetic riffraff in your quest to seek Play. all of these answers right so do you want to tell us a little bit about that and do you have a word of warning to curious psychics who like with astral travel and stuff yeah i mean grant wasn't the one i was playing with the ouija boards with that was um that was mike oh that was mike that's right yeah Mm -hmm. grant and i got into trouble though just partying and stuff like that when i was in my 20s but he and i did play with astral travel stuff because he's really good at being able to project himself out of his body and was really good back then. Like he's, an, he just had crazy experiences where like he said one time he was doing it and he projected himself onto the US, USC campus and it seemed like so real. And then mm-hmm. a few days later, someone asked him, weren't you at the school the other day? I saw Oh my him. gosh. People yeah. saw him. He was that that's good. That's next level. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> next level. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's fascinating. And I am so that person who is going to push my curiosity until it's like, ah, it got me. Curiosity killed the cat. And I've, I've had some interesting little tangles in the astral. So trust Bernadette when she says it's a little bit of a mess. Just don't mess, don't mess around with that stuff. Yeah, Don't mess around with it unless you know what you're doing and, and have Mm -hmm. a purpose and a, a solid positive intention behind it. You know, experimentation, I don't know that I should have been playing with. Well, I know I shouldn't have been because at one point I was doing so much astral. I wasn't wanting to stay awake. I was so wanting to get out of my body. And that was more fun when I was with Mike. And, you know, he was into all of that stuff. He was into a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. It was very dark at the time. But um, Mm. yeah, there was a point where spirit said, you're not going to do the astral stuff anymore. Like this is nothing but a distraction. Right. And it can turn into almost escapism, you know, for a lot of people, even meditation can turn into escapism if you you use it that way. So just out of curiosity, what would be a a positive or well-intentioned way to travel the astrals if you were skilled enough and disciplined? I mean, I think you have a good purpose. Yeah. A good purpose would be to explore the vastness of the universe. Not to spy on people, not just for parlor Mm -hmm. tricks, like literally to go explore other galaxies, other life forms, go connect with other beings that are far more advanced than we are. Go put yourself in a place where you can commune with your guides and your higher self and bring back wisdom that's going to affect your daily life. That's a positive way to use it. But just for entertainment purposes, just to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's risky. Opens you up to 
not fun things. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Okay. I have to tell you, this kind of ties into the name of chapter 15, spiritual puberty. <laughs> oh man, it killed me because if you are on an intuitive journey and you, you know, you get to a certain part in the process, like your whole understanding of the world changes and you, you just want to grasp anything and everything metaphysical. Like you said, you were hungry and thirsty for the knowledge, but it's awkward. You're not going to make good choices. Um, so yeah, I just had to give you a quick and shout a lot out of lessons, the title right? of that. Oh my gosh. So many. Because you've been so through the spiritual puberty. But it's funny because think about puberty. When we go through puberty and on a physical level in, in the world, that's at the time too we get real cocky. We think we know oh, everything. Yeah. And we're driven by impulse, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So during mm -hmm. spiritual puberty, I don't know how much I got into it in the book. We really have to be careful because the ego will kick in at that point. Oh, yeah. I don't know that you called that out specifically, but that's a really good thing to mention. You realize... Oh my gosh, I am this interdimensional being that is from source and I am everything and everyone. And you, you have br brief flashes of that information and it's easy to get into that ego trap. But and remember, then you get stuck there. Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that are practitioners that help other people that are actually yes. stuck in spiritual puberty. They don't realize it because the ego came in and they're like, oh, so I'm better than all these mm -hmm. people asleep. And you see no, it no, no. in the whole woke culture thing. Mm -hmm. What they don't know is you're still in spiritual puberty. Like you need, you need to grow out of it. Cause right now That's you're, cool. you know, if you compare it to, to the hormones of youth, where we think we know everything and it's like, no, you don't know anything. You're wet behind the ears. Hang on, That's sweetheart. Cool. Cause there's more. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I'll speak to that. Like a few years ago when my gifts were first opening up, I it's like, this is amazing. I am so special and I can help people heal and I can do this and I can do that. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's not you. You're just the channel and every other human on this earth can do these things. So are you special? I mean, everybody's special in their own way, but sit down because while you are everything, you're also that tiny little grain of sand on the beach. So learn your place and spirit will have an amazing way of humbling you when you get in over your head. But the thing I love about walking in the light and being in flow is that they're always going to be there to catch, catch you when you mess up. Yeah. There's always gentle redirects. Sometimes it takes more than a gentle one. And that's when things completely run off course and you're out of alignment and, and whatnot. And then mm -hmm. like, I always think of those times and I still have them where it's like, ah, shoot, I went, I took a detour, you know, all right, I'm done screwing around. Help me get back on track. It's yeah. easy to get off track. And I think we always it, it have is. to remember, like, it's this planet we live in so dense and there's so many shiny objects mm -hmm. and there's so much to take in and experience that we can easily just, yeah, get detoured for, and some people get detoured for like decades. Yes. Yes. And I think that's where the importance of spiritual hygiene comes into play too. Not only ego work, but the more, the more work you start to do and the brighter you start to shine, really, you become more of a, a more powerful battery, so to speak. And so you're going to have these enti entities, energies, thought forms, other humans trying to hook into you all the time. And it's just, you have to know how to deal with that stuff. Yeah. And it's sure. not taught, but you touch on this in the book. 
And I think that is so incredibly valuable. And one thing I do want to shout out is that the last quarter of this book, you really get into spiritual principles and practices to grow and practice that energetic um, protection. And I just have to say, you didn't have to put that in here, but man, I can feel spirit all over it. Um, and thank you so much for including this. So if anybody's curious about that piece and how to start deconstructing the ego and growing your spiritual gifts, I mean, this is, this is not just a memoir. It is in fact a guidebook and it will speak to you. And so it isn't you. just my story, right? There's mm -hmm. th like the stories that I've included that spirit guided me to share that, that, that whole journey. It's like, just replace me and, and what I went through with your own, like, imagine it's you mm -hmm. put yourself in my shoes. And that, that was the whole point of the book is, is also to show people like, yeah, I've been through hell in one yeah. lifetime. I've lived many lifetimes, um, and been through a lot every conceivable challenge things that I didn't think I'd ever have to deal with but I did get through them but it wasn't easy mm -mm. but it wasn't impossible either like so much changed about me and and looking back now I can just go wow I see how divine all of it was but when you're in it I was cursing God and the universe mm -hmm. and life and mm -hmm. man especially men oh yeah Oh, for sure. I was reading the section. I, I can't remember if it was Mike, but Spirit told you, hey, it's been five years. It's time to pull up stakes and it's time to go. So you rolled into a completely new place, didn't know anybody. Walked away I from mean, a thriving business. Oh my gosh. And Spirit said, guess what? It's time to start doing readings and helping people using your gifts to help others. I mean, what was your gut reaction right there in that moment oh, no. when they asked you to do that? <laughs> why 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 were you afraid well the first thing was leaving everything i knew first of all mm -hmm. like the environment i knew san diego a business that i just got up and running not that long and it was successful and it was thriving it was my dream right like what do you mean it's time to go i gotta walk away from everything and take a loss and go somewhere sight unseen i've never been trust in this weird voice in my head <laughs> lovely Mm -hmm. So that was my initial reaction. And then the question that I came up with for them is what if I don't go, what's going to happen? And that response back in a very light way was, do you want to be a waitress for the rest of your life? Wow. Because we have to, you know, when we're not following our sole purpose and we are ignoring our divine calling, even though we know that that's mm -hmm. what's happening, there is consequences. And you will. Oh, start. yeah. And you included that in the book, you know, when we're out of our soul alignment, spirit will continually try and pull us back to it. And the more we resist, the more pain we are going to feel. I mean, you're a walking truth to that, Bernadette. And thank God you said yes. And look at how your life took off and changed as soon as you said, okay, I'll do it. I'll pick up the phone. And, and it hasn't been in, without challenges. 
I mean, even recent challenges, I've got recent health challenges. It's not like, a, oh, you know, follow spirit and follow, fulfill my path. And now everything's pristine and money falls out of the sky. Like, I don't want mm -hmm. people to get the wrong idea. Yes, I'm mm -hmm. an advanced manifester and I'm, I help others and I teach others how to do it and take control of your life. That doesn't mean things are going to be pristine and there's no problems. Ever. That's not true. Right. right. It's just not, it's not going to happen that way, but, but you have the tools internally and the wisdom that no matter what's thrown your way, you can rise above it and overcome it. Absolutely. I know after studying with you for three years intensely on a weekly basis and sometimes dialing you up in the laboratory, oh my God, I can confidently say I have those skills and it doesn't mean life has become completely peaceful but I am up here now and it doesn't affect me the way that it used to. And that's because of what I've learned and the principles you were taught and have put in this book. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad that makes me, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. To clarify, Megan was, was in my program, Charm Life, which is, a, it's an intensive and, and I think everybody should take it. It's the yes. process spirit took me through that, that I teach in there. But, you know, I hear from other people, well, I don't want to make that commitment. I'm like, you're really just committing to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what the commitment is. Do the work on yourself that you need to do in order to be in alignment with your higher self. And then you're in the flow. You're in the flow. I exactly. think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're in the flow more times than you're out of the flow when you get the principles and you've worked through your stuff. Absolutely. And I think you can feel so much more quickly when you shift out of it and you're not in alignment, whether it's a, a thought or somebody's throwing something at you or you make a decision that's not quite right for you. It's like every fiber of your being can feel it. And that's that intuitive development. And you can shift right back into alignment so much quicker. And it's not a big deal. It's an experience like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And then just onward, onward with the journey. Any other questions? Oh my gosh, like so many, but I know we don't have all night. Um, oh, I just wanted to tell you the story about when you walked into a metaphysical bookshop and this man behind the counter had had a dream about you. And he said, can I read for you? And he, oh, I'm sorry, my dog might go off like a bomb. Uh, he's a great Pyrenees. Um, what did he tell you? Tell everybody what he told you. I can't even remember right now. Oh, gosh. Um, so he told you it was time to start opening back up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it wasn't I something like... that I think I even wanted to hear at the time. Mm -hmm. Would have been really easy to write him off as crazy. Oh, yeah. and But again, it's going back to that, that idea that the universe is going to keep trying to be the little bumpers around the bowling ball to get that's so get long ago I mean you think that like yeah. I was what 28 at the time 29 at the time something like that this yeah very... I think you're late 20s yeah it was so long ago I mean the only reason I was able to write the book too is I kept all of my journals Wow. I lost some of them, but for the most part I had journaled enough through all of the stuff that had happened that I was able to gather most of most of my journals together to write the to write the book, you know. 
because yeah. a lot of this stuff happened when I was in my twenties and thirties and, and I'm 57 now. So like to remember, wow. you know, so yeah, when you yeah. say that, I was like, oh, I don't remember what he said. You're like, I don't, your life has just been so crazy. And I just want to tell you from all of us, all of the readers who've had the privilege of reading your story, thank you for sharing with us because I can't even imagine the place of vulnerability you would have to come from to write so authentically. Um, this truly is a gift to anybody who reads it with an open mind and who, who's looking for divine instruction and growth and that reassurance that, that your intuitive gifts really are a blessing and not a curse. So thank you, Bernadette. Thank you. Thanks for reading it. Thanks for having questions too. I mean, yeah. to be, to, I'm curious too, as far as the stories, the traumas, the actual human traumas I went through um, and abuses that I share yeah. in the book too. Yeah. How did you, how did you resonate with that? I'm curious. Um, the difficulty you had with mother figures over and over, not only your own mother, but your stepmother. I relate to my relationship with my grandmother and it's, it's so hard. Um, and a lot of people will put up resistance to this, but I really do believe that we have a part to play in the lessons that come to us in this lifetime. And if we're not working through it and we're not making the breakthroughs and finding the lessons, these problems or traumatic experiences, unfortunately, are going to keep coming to us until we're ready to really look at it and heal and let it go. Um, so I, I definitely related to that for sure. Yeah, cool. All right. That's helpful. I, I, yeah. I'm always curious about that because I've had, I've had one man say to me, well, this is any part of it. Like when's the, when's the story turn? When does it get happy? And I'm like, this book isn't about, it's, it's about life, you know, mm -hmm. I did share some of the fun things that happened, but oh yeah, it was a heavy book because yeah. my life was full of heavy stuff. But, um, I mean, it's brought me to where I am now. I don't know that I could ever have helped people to the extent that I do now without judgment because I've been through so much. Oh, yeah. I know hands down, like the things that I went through over the last couple of years, there's no way I could have gotten through it without your help, encouragement, and just radical understanding and acceptance. Like I have literally been there. You're not crazy. This is what you need to do. It's part of your initiation and your calling and you can do this. So, and, and I'm just one, one person. So I know it's touched other lives and will continue to do so. Cool. Well, thank you. That was fun. I hope, I hope that, um, yeah, I hope that even just wrapping it up, it's not like I can't have any, you know, can't answer questions in the future, but it's good to have, I feel like we have to put a wrap on the end of it. You know, when you read something that intense, I feel like there's been times, and I don't know if it's this way for you. I've read books like this, someone's story and you get to the end and you're like, oh my God, I need, I need some sort of a summary, like give me something to close it off. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, so I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I freaking love this book. I mean, I know, I know you're my friend, but it, it, it sits right on my shelf. I look at it every day and I'm so grateful for it. Bernadette. Julie. Did you listen to the audio one on the podcast? I, not the whole thing, but I have listened to snippets and 
Honestly, with how busy I am, I think it'd be easier to listen to the audiobook just traveling back and forth to work. You know, we're all so busy these days. People have told so. me that read the paperback and then listen to the audio that they pick stuff up in the audio they didn't pick up. And I don't know if it's because I'm telling my own story, mm -hmm. but they that could actually envision it better mm -hmm. because I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling the story. Like, and my, I guess my inflection and, and maybe my energy, because when I was reading it, I was seeing all the pictures in my head. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'll have to read some of these sections again in the audiobook for sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thank you for doing this with me. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, you You're and welcome. I have talked about um, hosting podcast episodes together in the future i think we'd have a ball i made a joke to you kind of off the cuff i think we're hilarious so. i do too. <laughs> and we're I good i mean we're in, we, we ask good questions too and, yeah. and explore issues from many sides for sure we've got some stories we have some stories That's yeah so sure. so just so people don't think like who is this megan go well megan is going to be on upcoming episodes as a co-host for the gold factor podcast she knows my work well we've worked together for a long time and she has a similar path as i have i mean i i'm not going to speak for her but you know she has a similar path as far as her gifts are concerned and and even the calling of your heart that says i want to be of service oh yeah absolutely and i mean like you i think i shut it down for a number of years but i've always been intuitive and I, I think just in addition to that part of my calling is to be a spiritual warrior and to shine light into the darkness and you know for a lot of intuitive healers it's just uncomfortable to talk about that kind of stuff and I respect that that's that's their business but that is a piece of the reality of the world that we live in and if I had to go through a lot of that to be able to help other people out of it then it's my honor and privilege to do that. Well, and it doesn't always show up as ghosts and demons like I went through. It sometimes oh, yeah. shows up as abusive relationships, mm -hmm. crazy bosses, financial mm -hmm. hardships, health issues, mm -hmm. you know. Betrayal and friendship and yeah. yeah, all of that. Yeah. So just to let you guys know too, Megan is on a future episode. I did interview her um, for the podcast. You get to hear her story and her breakthroughs on top of it. It's all about her in an upcoming episode. So um, thanks for joining me today, though, and doing this with me because this has been fun. And then it yeah. has. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gold Factor podcast. Next week, we kick off season two with a special guest, Dr. Luis Garcia. And Dr. Garcia is a leading contributor in the field of biomagnetism, a natural healing modality that I'm certified in, and that's creating amazing breakthroughs in health. So tune in for that. And one more thing, as a gift for my listeners, I created a really complete assessment and scorecard called the Pathfinder Quiz to help you discover your best path for success and fulfillment. If you want to take it, just go to my website, click the link right at the top of the page. I invite you to check out Hidden Wisdom in the Classes tab to explore the many spiritual courses and personal growth courses and resources available in our Hidden Wisdom Vault. For $40 a month, you unlock an entire resource vault and you have access to me monthly in our 
group coaching sessions, as well as I do a monthly forecast at the first of every month. So you know what to expect moving forward. We're adding things to the vault every day from spiritual protection to healing, to natural health and taking control of your life on whatever level that you are committed to taking control of. So go check out Hidden Wisdom. Until next time, my friends, this has been the Gold Factor Podcast. Summon your greatness.